there's a lot of data out there that suggests this, is doing a good content strategy, whether it's video or written and paid, is definitely one plus one equals three. Your paid media ads tend to be so much better not, not like there's some businesses that just do paid ads, but on average, so much better when your content strategy is strong. 100%. I've, I've seen clients where they've only got paid media and they do well, but when they have the content, man, it's just like that compound. Yeah, compound. It, it just feeds each other. You know what's working on shorts, or real, like that's why real, why, why real. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. My name is Moby Sadiq and I'm joined again by my friend Tony. How's it been? How you been, Tony? All right? It's good. I feel like it's been a while and I'm happy to be back. Yeah, yeah. We had obviously the conference and then we had Elena last week and she discussed like, uh, it was a really good episode, by the way, if you guys want to hear about our experience. Like, and we went like completely bare bones, transparency, and Tony, you helped with a lot of the data, like how much we spent and what we got out of it and the ROI, so that was a good episode. But uh, the point is you're back and you're back for episode 150, man. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, um, you know, when the video comes up, you guys got to watch it, Moby speaking. It was amazing to watch you speak in front of heaps of people, hundreds of people, and, you know, you held it there, was professional. And, you know, you also spoke about becoming a, international professional you know speaker and man you were just spot on like. thanks tony thanks the, the the ladies i think the ladies stole the sh stole the show like that was the first time they did anything like that uh, obviously marcus stole the show marcus is just amazing right yeah. he's world class honestly in my opinion and my so my mentor was there and i told and she's seen seth godin and daniel pink and um the guy who wrote uh why start with why simon sinek yeah. and so she's seen these guys in person i'm like God, i'm like you know he's the best speaker i've ever seen in my life like, and she's like, oh, come on. I'm like, okay, best marketing speaker. She's like, come on. And she was then he was there. So he stole the show, right? But I think, yeah, everyone did such a good job. And Look, I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, you know, just brown nosing. But in Australia, I think you're, you're, you're up there, Moe. Oh, thanks, man. Up there, like... Tony's so smart, man. He makes good crew moves. It's very, very smart. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're 150. It's great to be here. Let's get straight into it. So today is actually a really, really interesting, fun episode. We're going to be talking about 2024 digital marketing trends. Right, what's new? What's happening? Pretty like everyone this time that he wants to know. Which I've got a little bit of a bugbear about this, but we'll get to that later. But first things first, Tony, kick it off with our news buzz for the week. Google says major changes coming to search rankings. So Danny Sullivan, um, head of search in Google, saying that buckle up because there's going to be a lot of more improvements on the search um, your results, rankings. Things are going to happen. They're not going to be, you know, exactly, you know, what to improve on because they don't want to give you the, um, you know, the head start. But they, they want to um, let people who have been doing well, like, you know, making good people first content, they should be fine. So if you've been doing good SEO, good content writing, like, you know, from the Tayo program, if you've been doing all that sort of correct white hat SEO stuff, you'll be fine. If you've been doing or going to an agency doing some black hat, you know, tactical black, you know, backlinking nonsense, you might be out out the door. You might not be right. on Google anymore. So that's interesting. Right, right. I see in your notes here, Tony, it says that not affecting those who make good people first content should be fine. Is that what they said? Like, give us more color about that yep. comment. Danny Sullivan, you rock it up, said it will not affect people who make good people first content, and they should be fine. Everyone else. <laughs> right 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 so we're, we're, you're gonna get rewarded for good content like look guys we bang everyone's head over they ask you answer because it's a framework that works it's content led but even just park tail for his moment like content is so everyone keeps talking about this and 
I feel like, Tony, that is the common thing. So, for example, a couple of years ago, speaking about trends, voice search, like a oh, voice search, voice search is going to be the next big thing. And our feedback then was create content because voice search is going to use content that's helpful and trending and not trend like you're sometimes trending, but that's that that is the best content out there to elicit answers. It was always about content. Even now with AI, we'll briefly touch on AI again. What does AI do? It scales the web for the best content. Mm. So it always comes down to content. So it's really interesting that he's outright said that websites, people who make choices and people first content, that is the undeniable, unchangeable SEO strategy. 100%. And like even from a paid perspective, Mopes, not everyone's going to be clicking on the ads on, you know, like sponsored ads, right? Yeah, you, I don't. I skip those. You need content. You need to have enough content where people click on your website and you're answering, you know, questions and comparisons. You need that. And that's come from a guy that loves paid ads, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about that too, how those two work together. Cool. Next, what's, what's the next news buzz? Instagram launches new creation tools for reels and stories. So Instagram is trying to keep more people on their uh, app and, mm. you know, it's Christmas coming. It's going to get more busier. So they created a few more um, features on their apps, trying to just encourage people to post more, show more stuff. So there's new filters coming through. There's an updated audio. There's a new trend, and it's about English text-to-speech voices. People are liking that. It's starting to work. I've seen that around. You know, it's interesting. Um, yeah, that's coming up. There's new text fonts coming, new styles. So... Instagram's just trying to keep people on. So, Tony, in other words, in summary, is just trying to be TikTok. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, it's literally TikTok, true. right? Encouraging more people on its app. Because TikTok, we've said this in the past, and I spoke about this at the conference, it has the best AI algorithm for any social media, bar yeah. none. It is the most stickiest. It keeps people, like, I've, I've joked about this in the past, Tony, like, if you're with a mate, and you're standing next to him and he's on his TikTok and he's scrolling, he's just pick like pictures and videos of women shaking their ass. Like that's what he likes. Yeah. Right. So I've true. said that to women too. Like I said at the conference, hey women, if you're next to your husband or your man, and that's what that's what he likes, because it looks at dwell and interest. Yeah. So everything you've said there is like pretty much TikTok-esque stuff. Um, yeah, cool. Interesting. And they're what, yeah. three years too late? <laughs> yeah. Well, they can try. They'll, they'll still get market share because there's so much audience on Instagram, right? Um, but they're just playing catch up at this point. And then TikTok will move on with their next thing. Yep. And for today, Feature Buzz 2024 Digital Marketing Trends. Yes. So this is what we want to talk about. So I actually, I've got like a bit of a bugbear. Like, look, we got to talk about this. It's a little bit clickbaity. It's a little bit, yeah, people want to know what's happening based on the year that's gone by, past for sure. But like at this time, the, there's so much crap, right? Like from brands, like Forbes is like the biggest, Forbes is one of those. It's the biggest rubbish, bullshit content churner that's out there. Just churn, 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 churn. And because they have a name, they take advantage. So very, very briefly, so these are the five marketing trends for 2024. I know I'm having a bit of a rant, but. People that they've told me they either love my rants or hate my rants. So the first one is conversational marketing, AI-driven interactions. You know what? Like participation awards, you said AI. AI is like the answer for everything these days. Mm. Great. The second one is sustainability. Sorry, the second one is virtual reality and augmented reality integration, which has been a trend for like the last three, four years. True. Sustainable and ethical marketing, again, great. Hyper-personalization through big data analytics, sure, nothing new. Video marketing, short. Form content dominance. So I'm not paying 
them out for the trends. But we've heard all of this before. There's no substance there. Yeah. And a lot of things are like what I think a bit of a spoiler alert. The big thing you guys will notice from us today is focusing on the fundamentals that people just ignore. Mm. So that aside, let's talk about the first trend. So a lot of, and I'm going to share this in the show notes as well. So Smart Insights is a guy, uh, I know, I mean, I've, I met him and we're friends on LinkedIn, um, a guy called Dave Shaffey. He runs Smart Insights. Very, very reputable strategy resource. So it's more about strategy. So it's not like a paid media resource or a SEO resource. It's a very good digital marketing strategy resource. Nice. They've been around, they've done it. And every year they have a big study uh, on like analysis and trends and stuff for the next year. So a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk to through theirs and we will link it in the show notes. Again, if you want to see Tony's and my beautiful faces and uh, yeah, just anything that we share, head to redpandas.com.au forward slash EP. 150. So you'll see this in the show notes. So anyway, budgets and strategy. I want to start with this. Uh, what they what they actually quoted Gartner. They quoted a Gartner study that said that inefficient budget may be a limiting factor uh, in digital marketing. Now, I mean that that's Captain Obvious, but what's interesting is that they they found that larger businesses with larger businesses, there's a trend to increase budgets, but not full recovery compared to pre-COVID. So average marketing budgets are 9.1% of total company revenue currently, 9.1%. That figure was 11% before the pandemic and it dropped to 6.4% post-pandemic. And I always talk about, every time there's some sort of thing like this, I always mention that in a pandemic, in a decline, if you're able to, you should spend more Mm. because brands, and they've done that, IP Bellwether has done data on this, a lot of brands, a lot of... um, uh, studies have done this, the brands that actually maintain, at least maintain or increase their investment come out of pandemics, come out of declines, much stronger market share. Mm. Um, so anyway, you know, that, 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 that's that. I will say one thing, the one tip that one of my mentors taught me that I've been sharing around lately is he's always over-invested in marketing. So I'm not saying like bet the house. I'm not saying bet your bottom dollar. But if you can afford, you know, for percentage sake, if you can afford $100, Spend 130, spend 150. I'm not, this is not even a pitch for a particular agency, like whether you hire a content person or invest in, in you know, mm. like something in digital marketing. Always over invest in marketing a little bit more than you're comfortable with. Yeah. That's that's the key there. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, so they uh, talk about that. They, they also kind of, uh, from there on budgets, they talk about strategy. This actually was a little bit, depressing to me as a strategist (laughs) that 47% of businesses don't have a digital marketing strategy. So 47, almost 50% of businesses do not have a digital marketing strategy, but they're doing digital marketing. Wait, how does that work? (laughs) They're just doing it. They're doing it tactically, right? right? They're just there. And this is the thing. From their point of view, they probably struggle with digital marketing because their bosses are telling them to do this. Then I'll pivot to this, pivot to this, pivot to this. They're just very, very reactive. Right. I would even argue, because we know this because of the businesses we speak to, the, the 53% of businesses that do have strategies, most of them don't have good strategies. They have strategies that don't pass the test in terms of flexibility or the test in terms of what's trending or a framework. And that's really my message here before we move on. Have a framework. So in this article, um, Dave Chaffee talks about use the race grow system. They have their own system. And I, I will admit when my first job as digital marketing manager, I used a lot of their strategies and I think it was really, really great. I do think the days of having like a 20 page strategy are gone. 
by yeah. the time you do it, half these quarters mm. gone and like you've got to catch up now. Mm. But having said that, I would definitely check out his race growth system. Find a, The point is find a framework. Mm. Why people love they ask you answer, it's very simple. Yeah. It's really simple and it gives you the lens to actually be flexible but also make good decisions. Yeah. If you don't follow a framework, you're going to feel pulled from one trend to another trend to another trend. That's so true. And also like sometimes through strategies that we tell clients and people is – just hold on to it. You know, the strategy will work, but we it will take a bit of time. We've got to you know, yeah. set it up, execute it. You know, you, you have to have like a what, like short-term and long-term strategy. Right? That doesn't mean don't have data. You can have lagging and leading indicators, mm. um, which we can talk about in a future episode, but you can have indicators that like are telling you you're moving in the right direction for sure. Mm. Um, now, let's talk, let's talk about your area, Mr. Tony. Paid media. Uh, I want to start with moving towards a cookie-less future. What do you know about this? Well, I think um, as we're moving through, we're losing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, back then was all about cookie tracking and stuff like that. It wasn't 100% accurate and, you know, we're moving away from it. I don't know because it's like we're tracking is I want as much data as possible. I want to track as much as possible, but we're losing that old system and, mm. it, a hot, you know, new systems coming through. So people who don't know, like uh, who are not familiar with what's happening, you want to quickly share about that, how Google's getting rid of cookies and what's happening yeah there. well yeah. a lot of industries you know are moving away from cookies and you're doing and what's the impact of that well like for advertisers tracking you know what i mean like what we focused on you know with ios coming in and your um, facebook couldn't track a lot of business closed down like you know, went bankrupt overnight we're struggling they needed new marketing strategies right so like you know it's from my perspective i get angry you know things that come we can't track mm. we can't show performance but I feel like it is getting uh, better with tracking and privacy laws are getting stronger to protect the individual. But something will come up. Google will come up some new stuff. Facebook, you know, mm. we're in tech. <laughs> well, I think this also is a good pivot to having more creative. So like mm. having more at-bats, more yeah. opportunities at-bat. Facebook, we know this. Facebook did a study where they found this, uh, the top 0.1% of performers, mm. advertising performers, have 11 times more creative than the average. 100%. So that tells you something. So mm. I, every year the answer, you know what, is normally like you've just got to do more. And it is what it is, right? But it's about focusing on the things that work and ignoring a lot of the trends even that we might talk about today. 100%. You know, if you, you know, like we creatives, you know, you got to test more. It's not about being tactical or, you know, even like strategy, it's like, you know, you go create um, more creatives at the end of the day when you're advertising but um, how I see it is besides the creatives, like with your know, cookerless uh, future, you got to add as much tracking as possible, like the GA4, maybe third-party trackings. So, you know, you got to have it all together. You know, that's what we do at Red Panda as well. You know, we have different tracking um, setups with our good creatives, and that allows us to you know, perform consistently. Yeah, yeah. do what you can. You can at least set up bottom of funnel or last touch attribution came from Google. And also things like HubSpot and those softwares do make it a little bit easier. Mm. Um, you're not going to get 100%, but you need something for sure. That should be a focus. Uh, just before we move off ads, um, video ads too. So uh, the, the study also touches on video ads, how revenues are growing. So ad revenues are growing. A lot of that's going into video. But, I mean, that has been happening for the last couple of years. Anything different or particular on the video front you're seeing? Um, and, and ads specifically? Yeah, specifically, you look at YouTube. Um, YouTube's a new playing ground, YouTube ads, right? People are trying to crack it. People are trying to advertising uh, on it. If you're doing well on Facebook and you're getting 100 ROI, 
you move onto YouTube, you will double your revenue. You'll double you know, your um, re- um, you know, your performance. But you need good creative. Once you tweak it, yeah. Yeah, but you like you need good videos, right? And you see as like a rise in video ads is because YouTube is the new playing ground now in the advertising world. There's a lot of companies that have not jumped onto YouTube yet and they're missing out. But YouTube is a consistent platform. It's actually more consistent than Facebook. Mm. Wow, okay, interesting. Really interesting. Um, and is that specifically like on the shorts side? So by the way, with shorts, can you advertise on shorts now? Or um, just remind the- me? Yes and no. There's like ways of doing it. I think there's a few shorts uh, sponsors coming through now. Um, but originally, like, YouTube's gone a bit weird lately as well, where they've taken out a lot of targeting options. So you, you can't really target mm. content, keywords. They've taken all that stuff in the past year out. So it has affected a lot of advertisers. You can exclude placements and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, there's, there's certain ways of doing it. Um, if you want to reach out, let me know. But there is a particular way you can reach out on shorts. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, and I think that's a really good pivot to like snackable. We've been calling a snackable yeah. video for years, but short form video, right? So vertical video, there is so much out there now. We're going to talk about AI later, but one of the, the strategies we will recommend to clients is if you have any videos lying around, use a tool like Opus Clips. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. So like if you can't use like, you know, we use our friends at AM Visuals, we love them. But if you can't use someone like that, at least take what you have, use an Opus Clips and cut it up so you can get more out of it. Because all of our growth on our YouTube channel, all of it has been driven by YouTube shorts. Yeah. They'll look at the shorts, they'll want to click on the longer video, they'll subscribe, and then they'll consume your your longer mm. form video. So definitely, definitely, that is not going away. If anything, I think we're doubling down on and that. on top of that, Opus, we used that for our Taya ads. And like you and Linda did really well when we formatted it. So Yeah, good point. Good reminder, Tony. Like literally, Linda and I pulled out our phones. We spoke to our phones. Uh, we gave them to Tony, Tony threw them into Opus Clips, created some captions, emojis, all auto. Oh, that's why, uh, maybe I didn't explain. I'm glad you actually mentioned that. People, if you haven't heard of Opus Clips, that's what it will do. It will use AI to f- uh, cut the video for you as well. Now with our one, we just had the video, it didn't need a cut, but it'll actually use AI to be like, oh, this is a good snippet, this is a good snippet, this is a good snippet. It will come up with the snippets for you mm. and the captions and the emojis as well. So you're right, and that worked well, right? Um, cool. Yeah, so on that side, I will, just on that note, something that we've definitely, definitely, definitely noticed, and there's a, there's a lot of data out there that suggests this, is you, doing a good content strategy, whether it's video or written and paid, is definitely one plus one equals three. Mm. Your paid media ads tend to be so much better 100%. Not not like there's some business that just do paid ads, but on average, so much better when your content strategy is strong. 100%. I've, I've seen clients where they've only got paid media and they do well, but when they have the content, man, it's just like that compound yeah, success. Yeah, it just feeds each other. You know what's working on shorts, real, like that's why, why, why Reels, Reels not that much, but yes, to an extent, Reels, Shorts and TikTok, they're good uh, tests, test mm. beds. 100%. If that organically does really well, there's a chance it will do really well on an ad. 100%. Uh, and you don't have to invest all that time. Cool, cool. Let's talk about good old SEO. The topic that I get the most love and hate over on TikTok, right? <laughs> but before I get into that, so uh, Smart Insights, they looked at digital marketing trends and their relative ROI based on previous data, so data that they have. Um, and, you know, like the question was essentially moving into the future. The respondents ranked SEO as the number one channel 
with 39% of respondents saying it had the high, highest ROI. Damn. So when they look at all the high, highest ROI, SEO was the number one with 39%. Um, now, placing this next to content, so they also talk about content predictions. So this feeds, it's really interesting. I didn't know the news buzz until you brought it up today, but how Google said focus on content. Mm. We just spoke about content as well. This is another thing about content. So either, so 56% of people in the study plan on either generating content on their website to support SEO or recently just started doing it. 56% of people have either just started doing it yeah. or plan on doing it to use content for SEO. So we are like... It's not a secret anymore. Like you need to do this now, <laughs> right? Like yeah. everyone is planning on doing this now yeah. and some people are going to fail. But we've said this before and I'll say it again. SEO isn't something you pay someone to do. It's like trying to go to the customer shop to buy customers. Mm. I'm going to get hate and comments around, oh, but meta tags, keywords. Yeah, that stuff is table stakes. Mm. That's not what you do to get a lot of traffic. You need to put out really, really good content, have some basic technical SEO um, and that's going to get you through with a good user experience, yeah. right? I know what I'm talking about. We've been doing this for 18 years. It's not mm. that I hate SEO. We've just seen it evolve. Mm. But on that note, before I get too much hate, let's move on. Let's talk about generative AI. So in the study, they found, which su it surprises me, but it surprises me because we're in the echo chamber. Like we're in this industry, yeah. right? Uh, only 17% of businesses have started using ChatGPT. And then one third of those started using AI for content, SEO, mm. social media, and email marketing. So it's still a very, very yeah. small amount. Now at the conference, we did, all, and by the way, uh, if you uh, were not at the conference, you weren't able to make it. If you email me, moby at repandas.com.au, I promise I'll just send you the videos. Just mm. ask me uh, what you want, and I'm gonna send them to you, all right? I'm not gonna sue you shit. I don't, don't give me your number. Just ask me, maybe want the videos. <laughs> I'll give it to you, right? Because you guys, if you missed out, it was amazing. And we spoke a lot about AI and the fact that it's going to be the biggest transformation for businesses across mm. every field, yeah. not just content, operations, finance, everything, right? So the fact that people are very slow to take it up is a huge opportunity. Linda spoke about how our content manager, Luca, the amount of output he has is crazy. He uses AI to create content, but it's not like, oh, give me a article about mm. da, da, da. There's a way to prime it yeah. and, and prompt it. So yeah. what we found is most people have started it, uh, didn't give me one, what it wanted and gave up. That's not a chat GPT issue. It's an education issue. Mm, so yeah. that is a huge, huge tip. Invest in something like this. Find a course online, uh, like a short three, four hour course and invest in that time on learning how to do prompting and specifically chain of uh, thought prompting, COT. Yeah. Did, didn't Linda share like Luca's like hours reduced significantly? Yeah. Like, overall, I think he's, was it 50% or 30%? Yeah. So, something like that. But 50% of his time he's now saved. And he could go do something even more useful. That's amazing. 100%. He puts three articles. He manages two podcasts. We have like 40 videos that are created every single week that go out an email newsletter every fortnight, that's not normal pre-ChatGPT. Mm. It is now. Wow. So absolutely. Luca, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's killing it. He's killing it with AI. All right, cool. So uh, just off that, before we move off, um, other alternatives are actually gaining traction. I still think ChatGPT is probably, like for me, you know, so, you know, there, there's some others that, that are like PI from Inflection, Google Bard and their search generative experience, Claude AI, which is more of an ethical and safe AI, and a new one called Poe which is an AI created by uh, Quora, mm. you know, that Q&A site. So that's going to be very interesting. But I would say it's an 80-20 play. 
80% of your time should be focused on ChatGPT because it's so, so powerful. ChatGPT also has um, DALE 2 now, yeah, the, which is generative image yeah. creation based on AI. And it's got web search, web br- browsing, right? Yeah. Web browsing now. So you're going to get so much bang for your buck just focusing mm. on that. Um, yeah, uh, and final thing I will say on AI, like, of course, the user cases, we've spoken about this in previous episodes, but also if you're a bigger business, you can actually leverage a lot of the, like e-com, I want to touch on e-com for a second. Um, Amazon's amazing fuzzy search and like they have mm. the best recommendation engine, right? You can actually buy that. You don't have to go pay someone and wow. invest billions of dollars. You can go, they have a service. We can go to Amazon and like, hey, I want to buy this engine and I want to put it on my website. Wow. You can do that now. That's amazing. So opportunities galore. All right, well, what's the next one? What should we move on to for the next trend? Best B2B marketing assets. So looking at data, we can see that um, funnily, in-person event had one of the highest results in the last 12 months. And what did we do in the last two weeks? Um, no, two weeks ago. Bro. Yeah, we had our event. So this is, <laughs> we just saw this data uh, this morning, actually. And I'm like, oh my God, Tony, check this out. Like, so these are B2B content assets that produced the best results in the last 12 months. Number one was in-person events at 48%. I think there's a number of reasons for this because like if you're there and obviously give them value, right? Give them value, 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 right? It's the whole Gary Vee jab, jab, right hook, right? You give them value first. You, you're going to like the content will sell itself. Mm. But also there's been such like a yearning for connection again. Mm. I would argue that events now are doing better than they were at now at this point than pre-COVID because That's a good point. there was a bit of fatigue. Then we had a lot of Zoom fatigue and virtual event fatigue. Yeah. So that's definitely there. But funnily enough, even having said that, right, there was a lot of virtual Zoom fatigue. Virtual events, webinars, online courses was the number two. Yeah. So in-person events was number one at 48% of respondents saying it was their best ROI. Virtual events, webinars was 47%, so 1% difference. It's crazy. So Tony, this is like really, like yes, so we spent, I think last week we, we mentioned we spent like $60,000 in our event. You can do that, Damn. sure. Tony's like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, so you can, you can do that, sure. But you could also arguably get more results if you do like six, seven webinars a year. Yeah, so You know true. what I mean? As opposed to one big thing. So think about that. Uh, third one was, and we'll then talk about the top five. The third one was research reports. The fourth one was eBooks and white papers. And again, this is why you need content. You need an in-house content person because guess who creates this stuff, mm. right? And then the final one was, which is very interesting, Tony, short articles and posts, fewer than 1,500 words. Yeah. And that was 39% of respondents. So, yeah. We can see um, print magazines and books at the lowest. <laughs> but on, on top of in-person events, because, you know, you say you spend 60000 does the... The person that wants to do a live event have to go towards that extreme or can they just like book a conference room and do that? And, you know, I think, I think that, that would be possible, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you don't have to go to that. Of course, 100%. It's not suggesting such a big event that we did. You're right. It could be a small mastermind, small group of 10 people. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the final thing I want to talk about before we wrap up, I know we've touched like briefly on a lot of content, but specifically on LinkedIn. And touching on the B2B side, uh, LinkedIn is the organic social media platform B2B content marketers use the most and the one they found most effective. So of the respondents, uh, 39% or plus 20, what's 39 plus 21? That's 40. 60% found LinkedIn either very effective or extremely effective. Wow. 
Facebook was only 18% very effective and 5% extremely. So everything else was like single digits for extremely effective. Yeah, interesting. Right? Whereas LinkedIn was like, you know, uh, was that 60%, like I said. So, and I've spoken about this too. You know, it's one of those things that does take time. Mm. We've gotten clients, business partners, A players, staff members, all from LinkedIn because we, I personally post three times a week and the brand's always posting stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, so do not sleep on LinkedIn. Uh, but as we wrap up, Tony, final thoughts, a recap on, on everything we've discussed. Man, that's a lot of trends. <laughs> Definitely. So, it's, it's a lot. I, th- I think the key thing there is the, the basics, the fundamentals, the framework. Like that for me is the takeaway. Mm. If you have the best investment you could make from your marketing resource, if it, like, and you could be living in Arizona for like it, you have like an SEO agency that's not performing, you have something else that's not performing, I would fire those and I would hire a content person. That's the number thing, uh, one thing I would do. Love that. And then create a lot of ads, a lot of video. And then if you can afford, actually look at hiring video resources as well so you can start creating that content. And wrap all that up really nicely with the framework. Mm. Uh, But guys, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, Big, big show today. A lot of trends. If you guys got any value, please share around. Please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can find reviews. And we will join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.